0: Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of our Rest, Eat, Move podcast. This is Chris Johnson today. And an interesting topic that's been going around for a, quite a while is gut health. You know, what is it? And it was interesting, yesterday I spoke at a live event and I was talking about gut health and the immune system and finally a person in the audience raised their hand. We are doing Q&A at the very end and they asked, I don't really understand what is gut health and then kind of the cascade of questions continue to roll that as much as we talk about gut health I, I really don't believe everybody quite understands it so that's what I want to talk about today is the power of the gut and the food and everything that goes with it but again that's the the topic out there and people have a lot of questions about that So I wrote a book, if you're not familiar with it, it's called Rest, Eat, Move, and it came out in January. We have an audio version of it. It's 13 and a half hours. It's 365 pages. But chapter 15 in the book, I have a, a whole chapter on the power of food, and it really gets into gut health and digestion and the list goes on. But that's kind of the topic today is the power of food. But I really want to dive into the weeds about gut health. So I want to begin with this, the mindset around food. As much as we talk about it and I think you're seeing more and more people and, and medical practitioners understanding the power of food but food is love and food is social we all know that everything revolves around food in, in a certain aspect but food is also as Jeffrey Bland Dr. Jeffrey Bland talks about it food is also medicine and information of in the body but there's not a lot of training I was an adjunct professor at the college of osteopathic medicine at michigan state university for almost eight years and i taught a class on nutrition and fitness and it was elective and it was very well attended but it really hit me that why are we not spending more time and energy when i went to grad school at michigan state in exercise physiology i had one class on nutrition so i'm I'm realizing more and more that it's not being taught, it's still not emphasized, and it's a, great, it's a great thing that we need to teach. But And you think about this, 90% of our cancer research dollars today are spent on medications trying to improve the immune system versus let's learn more about the power of food. So that's a big change that we have to understand. And I remember my, my son Matt, asking me years ago, Dad, if you could change one thing Uh, going forward, what would you change in the the field of health and wellness and things like that? And I said, I would change the educational system. And we would learn this stuff at a very young age, how to sleep better, how to fuel the body better. I mean, the list goes on, but we're not taught that because prevention really is the future. So I want to begin with that. And then I want to talk a little bit about Nutrition 101. So before we dive into the gut, Let's learn a little bit more about that. In 1970, think about this. We were consuming about 2200 calories per person per day. Today, that number is about 4100 calories. Now, if you're eating almost double the calories, it would be safe to say that I'm probably getting all the nutrients that I need for my body. In reality, that's not even close to being the truth. So we're overeating, but we're undernourished. If that makes any sense. So when you think about Nutrition 101, number one is this. What nutrients are you missing? So if I ask you, what nutrients are you missing? Are you consuming B vitamins? You know, I talk about oatmeal all the time because it's loaded load of B vitamins. If you talked about selenium and zinc, helps testosterone and hormones. That's pumpkin seeds and Brazil nuts. Are you consuming enough vitamin C? Believe it or not, people are not eating enough fruit. So if I'm not eating enough fruit lemons limes oranges citrus probably not getting enough vitamin c omega-3 fats about 95 percent of the american population is deficient in omega-3 fats that's why we talk about cod liver oil we talk about flax seeds chia seeds many people are missing nucleic acid that's where a big proponent of spirulina corella or chlorophyll anything dark green the wheatgrass bok choy kale spinach broccoli so question number one is what are we missing Question number two is, what are you not absorbing? And this is why we talk about the source all the time. And if you put more whole foods in the body coming from the source, your body's going to break it down, you're going to have better gut health, all the stuff I'm going to talk about in just a second. But we still keep thinking that we can consume nutrients in isolation. In reality, the body's not designed to consume nutrients in isolation. We've talked about this before on supplementation, protein powders. Why are we thinking we can take these nutrients, vitamin D, vitamin C, lipoic acid? Why are we thinking we're going to take that in a a supplement form when reality is we want to consume it from a whole food if possible? So that's Nutrition 101. And last, as we move into more of the weeds here, the human body is incredible in its ability to heal and self-correct if given the right raw materials. I'm more adamant about that than ever. I had bad skin growing up. Here's the oral medications. Here are the topical creams. Nothing seems to work. Changed what I was eating. Skin got better almost overnight. So remember, food is information. Food is is medicine. Food is obviously love and social. But we need to learn a a little more about that. And obviously how the body heals itself. All right, so I want to talk about the circle of digestion. What does that look like? When you think about digestion, you have, it starts in the mouth, and when you chew your food, you have these enzymes that start breaking down the process. And the digestive process might take anywhere between 12 and 72 hours. And it's a pipe from your mouth to your anus that's 30 feet long. So that's the digestion, again, the track, the time, But the circle is this, nutrition is number one. And what do I mean by that? When you consume foods and nutrients and beverages and your body absorbs them and uses them, that's called nutrition. If your body doesn't need it, your body eliminates it. And if your body doesn't eliminate it, then we create this thing called toxicity. So today we're seeing all this toxicity, inflammation, acid reflux. God, I'll go into more of the details in this, but When the body's not eliminating correctly, we create lots of toxicity. So when you think about the 80% of the immune system lives in the gut. So when you think about the immune system, what what are we talking about here? Well, think about the hazmat suit of the human body. And about 80% of that lives in the gut. So it makes sense that if I'm trying to improve my immune system, I gotta get my gut healthy. And think of the gut as a garden. So if we're here in Michigan at our headquarters here today, if I'm trying to make a garden in the, in the, in the springtime, we all kind of understand that because everything begins in the gut. So I want you to think about our health begins in the gut. That might be something you write down or note to self, your health begins in the gut, but it begins with this. And we're not talking about this enough. You have to have a balanced nervous system to have a healthy gut and immune system. So I'll I'll say that again. You need a balanced nervous system to have a healthy gut and immune system. So we need that. That's called stress. And stress is physical. So your stressors, my stressors might be completely different. But if we feel threatened, there's that threat, the body's going to react, and that's called physical. Pupils dilate, heart rate goes up. Uh, muscles contract, but the big takeaway is this. Digestion starts to shut down, and then your immune system's compromised. So if you don't get the immune system, you, you're trying to build the immune system, you're trying to do all these things, it begins with the nervous system. If I'm trying to get the gut healthy, i got to get the nervous system in balance. That's why we talk about some of the things we go. And think about the nervous system as this. I'm just going to kind of make this simple. is You have the sympathetic, and that's the gas pedal. That's the fight or flight. And then you have the parasympathetic and that is the break so again it's not being one good or bad it's balancing the two so we have to have that balanced nervous system all right so i got that step one for better gut health i gotta balance my nervous system all right i get that how do you do that and the first step you do that is to change how you breathe now as simple as it sounds breathing through your nose using your diaphragm, and slowing it down. So I have a balloon here, and I tell people all the time, one of the things we talk about is the power of breathing. I have a chapter in my book called The Lost Art of Breathing, but really being aware, intentional about how you breathe. Because if you can do that, it's great to help balance the nervous system. Now, we're going to talk more about this as we go, but imagine if you don't have the power or the strength of the diaphragm to blow up a balloon. So I'm going to blow up a balloon real quickly here. If you've never done that before give it a try get a birthday balloon it could be fun with your family but blow that up and that tells you the strength of your diaphragm so again if i can breathe through my nose i'm using my diaphragm and i slow it down it's one of the greatest ways to help you balance the nervous system number two is sleeping we're not going to spend much time about that and then do you have enough space in your life but when you put that all together that helps you balance the nervous system all right so from there what do i do okay the second thing I have to understand is I need to bring in this thing called pre-pro and symbiotic foods. So once the nervous system's getting balanced, now I target the gut. And as the gut goes, you go. And when you think about uh, a prebiotic, that would be the soil. So again, I'm getting the soil ready to go. It's very fertile. I got to get that healthy soil. You know you're not going to be able to grow flowers and plants and vegetables in a really crummy soil. So I got to have feed the soil. That's called a prebiotic. And then I have to have the healthy seeds and that's called a probiotic. And then if you have a prebiotic and a probiotic, the both of those is called a symbiotic. In fact, we have a a handout on our website, pre pro and symbiotic foods. So again, if you go to our downloads, you can print that off. But when you do that, now I'm starting to build this gut health. And that's what I want you to think about along the way. Alright, so once I get the environment going, I'm getting that gut health going, good bacteria in the gut. Do you need to take a pre probiotic? Uh, the answer is not necessarily. But as we go, we know there's so many wonderful foods that help along the way, and I'll share a few of those with you right now. And one of the big ones when you think about a, a prebiotic is oatmeal. An oatmeal is so good, that's why I love the oatmeal on the run. Apples are incredible. Lemons and limes are both pre-pro, that's a symbiotic. Any greens, flaxseed, chia seeds, berries, beans, these are all prebiotics. And one of my easiest and favorites is a banana. So again, if I put an apple in my gut, I put a banana in my gut, cacao nibs, lemons, And again, many people are familiar with kefir and kimchi and kombucha, lemons, pickles. If you're buying pickles or sauerkraut in the grocery store, make sure you're buying it in the cold section. And those are many probiotics. And as I mentioned, the symbiotics, again, I'll repeat some of these. Apples, cacao nibs, put in my oatmeal, put in a smoothie. Coconut. Coconut's incredible for gut health. So if you have all these gut health issues. Spirulina corella is both pre and. Uh, probiotic, and then again, unpasteurized wheatgrass. So again, that's why we're a big fan of some of the superfoods. But these are all ways to improve gut health. So again, we're building that garden right now. All right. So from there, how do you make the gut healthy? So we started got to balance the nervous system. Then we start adding the pre, pro, and symbiotic foods, and then we start eliminating the crap. So whether it's energy drinks, too much soda. Maybe it's uh, pasteurized, homogenized cow's milk. We need to start improving too much processed foods. The list goes on. So again, we're looking at foods more in the reddish, yellow, oranges areas of the food target. So again, we're slowly trying to improve and update that, getting rid of some of the garbage. I talked about this real quickly. Start chewing your food better. You want to have better digestion? You chew your food better. You need to stay hydrated. 50 ounces a day is a minimum of hydration. Anything less than that, you are dehydrated, you're creating an acidic environment, very unhealthy for the garden. So again, we need to water that garden, and that's why we put a lemon in our water. These are easy things, but ideally, you want to take that up a notch, but 50 ounces is the minimum a day. Consume some super greens. We talked about spirulina Real quickly, wheatgrass, kale, spinach, bok choy anything dark green fantastic for gut health so it's one of the greatest cleansers detoxifiers fasting is incredible 12 to 14 hours overnight great for gut health balancing your pH again changing how you breathe how you think getting enough sleep daily movement sunlight less processed foods less alcohol more high quality whole foods again we need to make the body more alkaline and less acidic And then from there, we get close to the source. I've kind of already alluded to that. We're trying to get more close to the center of the target. Again, as we do that, your gut health starts drastically improving. Getting outside, get some sunlight, and then last but not least is daily movement. So I've given you lots of things here, but make this really simple. I'll repeat this. Number one, balance your nervous system. Number two, pre-pro and symbiotic foods. Number three, get rid of the garbage. Number four, chew your food slowly. Five, hydration. Six, super greens. Seven, pH balance. Eight, closer to the source. Nine, daily sunlight. And then last but not least, movement. So as I wrap this up a little bit, we're going to talk about the gut-brain connection. So I hear this so many times, it's like, Oh, what's this gut brain connection? It's called the enteric nervous system. So when you think about the gut and the brain, they're together. That's why we've got to balance the nervous system first to help the gut. Now, if we want to make the brain healthier, all the mental health issues going out there, anxiety, depression, the list goes on. Why aren't we talking about sleep? We got to talk about the gut because the gut is going to help the brain and vice versa. So they're both together. So just remember that the enteric nervous system is the second brain. And it's hidden in the walls of the stomach. So when you think about the gut, it's hidden in there. You got many of these uh, uh, neurons in the body that are telling the body what's going on. But we all know that when we feel stressed or threatened, what happens to our gut? We, or we feel nervous, we have butterflies in the gut. But the big thing when you think about the gut brain connection is that the gut can't solve a puzzle. It can't balance a budget, but it does so many incredible things. We all know like, what's my gut telling me? It's amazing how that second brain will talk back to you along the way and again it can't solve a puzzle it can't balance your checkbook but it definitely can give you so much information when we feel danger or something's not right many times we feel it in the gut first it just doesn't feel right i feel it in my gut it doesn't feel right because when the enteric nervous system feels threatened the first thing that happens is your digestion shuts down when you're running from the bear Your body does not need nutrients for energy. Again, your body needs all hands on deck for the fight or flight. And again, when my gut is, I feel threatened, the gut's going to shut down, and then my immune system is compromised. So bad gut health leads to poor mental health. Now, how does that connect? So let me just dive into this for a second. In the gut, You have a neurotransmitter, and there's many neurotransmitters in the body, dopamine, agaba, but the big one that we we all talk about is serotonin. Where is serotonin made? About 80 to 90% of your serotonin is made in your gut. That's interesting. So if I want to have better mental health, again, when you think about mental health medications, many of them are serotonin uptake medications that keep serotonin in the brain longer. One of the first things I talk to our clients about when we speak a lot or doing one on one training sessions is we have to understand the power of serotonin boosting foods like potatoes, like starchy carbohydrates, fibrous vegetables, oatmeal. These things are all can help boost serotonin levels. So when your serotonin levels are nice, then you're going to have the raw material that makes melatonin. In fact, I just did a sleep webinar just before I got on this podcast. And that we sometimes don't understand, should I take melatonin? The answer is no. I got to get my gut healthy so I make more serotonin. And serotonin is a raw material that makes melatonin. Now we're connecting it all together with maybe sleep. So a melatonin is your sleep uh, hormone. So again, we have to understand the connection between the two. All right, so that gut brain connection is a real deal. So how do I know if I have good gut health? That was the question I received. I don't really understand this thing called gut health. How do I know that? Well, on our website, we have one of the downloads. It's called Know Your Numbers. And I would highly recommend, next time you go to your doctor, you print off Know Your Numbers. We have lots of information. I'm not getting into the weeds about testosterone. Matt talked about homocysteine a couple weeks ago, which is a great indicator for heart disease and cancer. Uh, Inflammation markers like high sensitive CRP. But the big one I wanna talk about when we're talking about gut health is called glomular filtration rate so this is on your one-page handout and many of you have had this checked before it's called GFR but you don't know the number the doctors generally won't say much to you unless the number drops under 60 so note to self I want to know the number because if the kidneys are not working correctly you're probably not having good digestion one of the reasons we don't promote protein powders because they're isolates is that it makes your GFR, your kidneys work too hard, and I see GFR falling. Ideally, for a 50 year old, you need a GFR of 85 plus. If you're 25, you want to see a GFR over 100. And I get GFR low readings every single day in the low 50s, even in the 40s. And again, dialysis clinics are popping up everywhere. We got, to, we got to hit ourselves in the head for a second. Why do we have all these kidney issues? Because we're having unhealthy gut. So back to the protein powder for a second. We have a, a thing on our website right now on our shop. It's called Smoothie Blend. Why do we promote that? Because it's a protein powder supplement. Uh, replacement and in that smoothie blend is hemp seeds flax seeds chia seeds and cacao nibs just put them in a blender grind them up away you go protein powders are like putting sand in a radiator very difficult we're seeing kidney stones we're seeing acid reflux we're seeing all these problems with gut health because that's not a great thing to put in there so GFR is a great indicator if you're having good gut health so make sure next time you get your know your numbers Get your glomerular filtration rate right and know the exact number. And it's a great number to track. And a big part of that is you're not probably hydrated enough either. So we talk about that. All right. So what I'm going to talk about getting into, do I know if my gut's healthy or not? My wife, Paul asked me the other day, how do you know if your gut's healthy? Well, it's called the bulls. B-U-L-L-S. This is the way your body eliminates correctly. And we all know this. My dog, Floyd, I'm watching my son's dog this week, Boji, took him out for a walk this morning. The first thing we want them to do is we want them to do their business, okay? If they don't do their business, we know there's a problem. Why as human beings do we not talk about the bowel? Your bowel, you should have elimination of your bowel movement at least once, twice, maybe even three times in a day. If you don't have a regular bowel movement, you're not having good digestion constipation diarrhea the list goes on and on so the bowel will tell you it should look like a soft banana probably more information you need to know today but why don't we talk about that that's one of the first things I talk about when I'm doing a consult tell me about your elimination I teach them the bulls the first one is the bowel it should look like a soft banana and you should probably have one two or three bowel movements per day okay Number two is your urine. Matthew Cross used to always talk about that. Your urine, he's one of my colleagues I worked with for many years. Your urine should look like Chardonnay. Not completely clear all the time, or not dark, but that nice color of Chardonnay. If your urine is dark, you are definitely dehydrated. That's why I recommend drinking water at night. So again, number two is the, the U for urine. Number three is your lungs. We talked about that already. Breathing through the nose using your diaphragm, slowing it down. One of the greatest ways for elimination is using the lungs. And then from there, we move to the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system has no pump. You are the pump. So the heart is obviously a pump. We need to use the lymphatic system. It's your body's sewer system. How do we use the lymphatic system or how do we stimulate it? Using your body. Movement. One of the greatest ways you can stimulate your lymphatic system is using your arms. Arm circles. It's a great way. The mini trampoline. Hot and cold showers. Epsom salt baths. These are all ways to stimulate your lymphatic system. So again, to keep the body clean, we need to stimulate lymphatic system. And last but not least is your skin. Maybe dry brushing in the shower. What you put on your skin goes into my body. So again, if I'm trying to get good health, gut health, why am I talking about this? Because it all relates. So again, back to the way the body eliminates the bowel, the urine, the lungs, the lymph, and the skin. And if you can keep those five super highways of elimination open, you're going to have better and better gut health if it gets all jammed up you got a traffic jam we got issues and all of a sudden here comes the diarrhea and think about all the stuff we're taking Prilosec and Nexium and and milk of magnesia and the list goes on I can't I don't even have enough time to talk about the digestive aisle today and one of the things I wrote down earlier let me just go back for a second of all the problems with digestion and again I'm not gonna put anything specific order but when you look at as simple as acid reflux, there's something not right. Your pH is out of balance. It's going up. And then we got IBS, Irritable bowel Syndrome, more severe Crohn's disease. Again, major, the VLI are getting scarred in the digestive system, and the bowels. Gout, kidney stones. If you have gout or kidney stones, we know your pH is completely out of whack. So again, the body's always talking back to you. Allergies. I'm hearing this so much. I got all these allergies, Chris. Well, that was me growing up. I had all these allergies. I have no allergies. Again, if you have allergies, you're going to get better, less uh, symptoms of these allergies. Gluten intolerances. I tell you this all the time. (laughs) Think about this. Did we ever talk about gluten? 40 years ago, and now it's like, again, it's losing a little bit of its pace lately. But again, it's that the I want to have a beer once in a while. I want to be able to break down that gluten. Again, a piece of bread, uh, all these wonderful things. Again, body can break it down if you have a stronger digestion. Skin. Your skin is always talking back to you. So if you start improving your gut health, your skin gets better. Asthma, cancer, headaches, energy. Inflammation, type 2 diabetes, liver and kidney stress, I've talked about that already. So again, there's a lot of things going on if my, bu- my gut is not healthy. But remember, the gut begins with the balancing the nervous system. And then from there, we start working on the foods that get, get, get help that along the way. All right, so as we wrap this up, quick summary. Food is amazingly powerful. The human body has incredible ability to heal and self-correct if you put it in a better environment and remember that. So with all the mental health that's going on today, remember the gut brain connection as you get the nervous system in balance. That's the breathing. That's the sleeping. Do you have enough space in your life? Are you taking any breaks during your day? And then from there, once the nervous system gets more in balance, then I start focusing on my gut and I start bringing in real food, make sure my body's being hydrated. And again, if you're having problems with gut health, it's a symptom that something's out of balance. The body's talking back to you. And you don't want to mask it with a, a Tums or a Nexium or whatever the stuff that's out there, Prilosec. We need to listen to the body. GFR, make sure you get your kidneys checked, your bowls, the bowel, the urine, the l- l- lymph, the lungs, the skin, all that. Make sure you're having that five super highways of elimination open. And then remember, this is takes time. It's like the Chinese bamboo tree we always talk about. You plant the, the seed for the Chinese bamboo tree. doesn't come out of the ground for the first five years, but you know it's growing underneath and then it pops out of the ground and grows 90 feet in 90 days. If you've never seen the Chinese bamboo tree forests in Hawaii, they're incredible. But again, this takes time. It takes time to plan. But remember the power of the gut. What is the gut? Now you know a little bit more about it. How do you improve it? And remember, the gut and the... Uh, And the mind all go together. So it's one connection body mind spirit the whole deal and Last but not least remember we have a lot of resources for you. You can shoot us an email You can give us a phone call. We're here to help you in your journey. We have workout Wednesdays if you have not uh, Checked out workout Wednesdays. They're dropped in your inbox every Wednesday morning tips I'm gonna be doing three different videos this afternoon But again, if you haven't checked that out, we're here to help you Again, new book, not so new anymore, but it's also on audio. We're here to help you along the way. And last but not least, remember, you have the power to feel your best. We'll see you next time.